0: current birds are actually dinosaurs. This is what we've, we've come to realise in the last 15-20 years that um, birds are really just they're, they're a part of the carnivorous dinosaur family tree and really they're just a small flying kind of carnivorous dinosaur. So The interesting thing is that large Uh, predatory dinosaurs like Tyrannosaurus rex are actually much more closely related to a chicken or a sparrow than they are even to other herbivorous dinosaurs. So a a Diplodocus is more distantly related to a T-Rex than a, a chicken or a sparrow is.
1: Wow. So where do crocodiles and alligators fit into the family tree?
0: Well, they, they fall just outside of the group, actually. So it, 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 birds and dino, dinosaurs are the same group, really, and then crocodiles are just outside that group. They're more distantly related to dinosaurs than birds.
1: Wow. What, what was the turning point in our understanding of this relationship?
0: Well, I think in in 1861 a very famous fossil was pulled out of a, a German quarry, a fossil called Archaeopteryx. And at the time it was seen that it was the missing link really between birds and reptiles and it was it was only just a couple of years after Darwin had uh, revealed his theory of evolution by natural selection so although at the time people were saying look actually this animal, its body, its, its bones look very much like a, a small predatory dinosaur it, it, that idea kind of um, got put to one side and it, it wasn't really until the 60s and 70s that people once more started to realise that from the shape of their bones, di- dinosaurs and birds look to be very closely related and in fact they, they share about 80 unique features of their skeletons that they don't share with any other groups of animals so I think in the 70s, people were starting to think about this again, and, and uh, something called the dinosaur renaissance really was happening, and, and people were starting to think that dinosaurs uh, had been much more like birds. They were they were fast animals that were warm-blooded and not like these kind of uh, scaly, slow, dim-witted reptiles. But it, it wasn't until 1996, when the first feathered fossil was found in China, that really that that link was completely cemented.
1: How were feathers missing from the puzzle for so long?
0: Because the vast well for a start the fossil record is incredibly patchy all over the world so it's almost as though you know you, you're trying to uh, reconstruct the entire story of war and peace just from a couple of ripped fragments of the pages so it, it really is very incomplete but in in the places where we do have fossils in most of the world they're just bones they're nothing more than bones because the skeleton is the thing that preserves quite well but in the 1990s we realized in this one part of northeastern china there's a very 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 unusual level of preservation in the fossils there and it means that they preserve all these foss- soft Tissue details of the fossils in incredible detail. So um, they, they have all of the internal organs, sometimes the gut contents, and feathers. We found all of these incredible dinosaurs with fans of feathers right around them. And some of these animals, they have, uh, they have full flight feathers on their hind limbs and around their tails. And it's just been really incredible what we've been able to find in these very unusual fossils. But it's just in one part of the world, and it's kind of given us a window on dinosaurs in in all the other parts of the world where we don't have feathers and other fine details preserved.
1: Does it mean necessarily that all uh, dinosaurs like those specimens from China have feathers or that a certain type of dinosaur in China had feathers?
0: Yes, we're, we're pretty sure that it does mean that now. It's, but it's mostly the carnivorous dinosaurs. About, of these 40 different species that have been found now in China that all have feathers, uh, the vast majority of them are in this uh, carnivorous grouping of dinosaurs. And um, But because they're, they're from all different branches of the carnivorous dinosaur tree, so they're, they're mm-hmm. closely related to dinosaurs from all over the world, but we know because they're... So many different kinds of carnivores They have feathers that what that actually means is that dinosaurs, uh, carnivorous dinosaurs all over the world were feathered. And we, very occasionally now we are finding fossils in, uh, in Germany, one in, in Canada, another one in the US where they, there are some feathers preserved as well. It's very rare outside of this area in northeastern China.
1: On ABC local radio, Queenside, my guest is John Pickerel, author of Flying Dinosaurs, How Fearsome Reptiles Became Birds. Uh, John, given vast differences in, in dinosaurs, carnivorous, herbivorous and millions of years of their time here on Earth, can we talk about them in one group?
0: Yes, they. I mean, you you define groups of animals by their uh, skeletal features. So we we know that they 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 are sort of one single lineage of animals, and that I mean, they're, obviously they're classic idea that dinosaurs became extinct when an asteroid struck the Earth 66 million years ago, but now we know that's not quite true. All of the large dinosaurs were killed off then, but but birds were the one small lineage of dinosaurs that did manage to make it through that extinction event and they're still with us today. And the, the interesting thing is that... Um, I mean, really, dinosaurs now are more successful than they've ever been at any other point in their history Hmm. because there are about 10,000 living species of bird and probably about 40 billion individual birds flitting around on the planet right now. And and, uh, that's many more species than there were of the larger dinosaurs. There were probably less than 2,000 species in total of the larger dinosaurs.
1: Can we see how they've changed in 66 million years?
0: I mean, the, the basic bird... Body plan was already there towards the end of the Cretaceous period, so that that was before sixty six million years ago. And at that time, the you know these forests in China and other parts of the world they would have been filled with a kind of a diverse assemblage of early birds and dinosaurs that would have been living together in these environments. But that you know that it it was over a long period of time, perhaps one hundred and fifty million years, where you know we, we went from earlier dinosaurs through to the, animals that have more of the features of birds and so they you know they evolved feathers they involved uh, skeletons that were full of air pockets they lost, lost their teeth and uh, developed beaks which were lighter and sort of lightened their burden for flight
1: it was it just these carnivorous dinosaurs that had feathers
0: well when we're not well, there are, there are very few animals uh, from other branches of the dinosaur family that do have some feathers. So we think feathers were more widespread among the group, but we know from... Uh, we have a lot of skin impressions, particularly from the large sauropods, which are uh, the uh, dinosaurs that have the long necks and the long tails, the very big ones. We know from skin impressions from a lot of those animals that they don't appear to have had feathers, and also from some of the armoured dinosaurs. But what we see today is that some of the largest animals around today tend to be hairless. Animals like uh, hippos, rhinos, elephants, and the largest animals don't really need fur for insulation, because if you're a big animal you, you, you actually have more trouble lo- losing the heat than, than keeping the heat in. So it could just be that some of these very largest dinosaurs just didn't didn't need it for insulation, but there, there are clues that some feathers would, would have been in, in all different parts of the dinosaur family but they're not really, they're not full flight feathers of the kind we see today and in a a lot of these animals it would have been a more of a downy fluffy covering for primarily for insulation feathers probably evolved for insulation first of all and then they had a role in display before they were ever used for flight.
1: Now I love the images in your book John how can we begin to guess at colour is it just guessing?
0: No well since uh, 2010 there have now been a series of absolutely groundbreaking studies that have been able to look into the true colour of, of dinosaur feathers and it's just miraculous really that, that this has even been possible but the, the reason it is possible is that um, there are tiny structural features inside feathers that correlate to the actual colours of the feathers so by using very high powered microscopes and because these fossils are preserved in such incredible detail they can look for these tiny structural clues and in, in modern birds uh, it's the same in feathers and fur actually, there are little packets of pigment called melanosomes. And yet, by the way they're stacked up in the shape of the mer- melanosomes, you can correlate to different colours that you see in feathers today. And so by looking... For the, you know correlates to what we see in in living birds we 've actually been able to make educated guesses that some dinosaurs you know had ginger stripes, other ones had black and white dappling and they had black iridescent feathers and uh, or red head crests and it 's been done for about five or, or six species now, and I think it 's pretty remarkable
1: What about understanding what they sounded like John is that possible too
0: well sound is something that's much more difficult I mean researchers are hoping that we might eventually find a fossil that has sort of some of the uh, vocal features preserved and we could look at that but really the best thing we can do now is to look at the closest living relatives of dinosaurs and um, see how they produce sounds. That, as we were saying earlier the closest living relatives are crocodiles and birds which are our dinosaurs so I mean what, what that tells us is that um, dinosaurs probably didn't make the kind of roaring growling noises that you you hear in uh, documentary series and films like Jurassic Park because being able to produce that kind of roar or growl is a very specific mammalian feature. Mammals have vocal cords. Now birds and other reptiles actually don't have vocal cords so it it seems more likely that the noises that dinosaurs made were somewhat closer to the noises, the range of noises that birds can make today. So actually you know, some experts now are, are saying the best approximation we have for bird noises sorry, for dinosaur noises is to take bird noises and and just slow them right down and make them deeper, more like the sound that would come from a larger animal.
1: What an amazing earth to walk around on, listen to and see those incredible coloured, feathered creatures. If only we could. Do you think we'll ever have all the answers, John?
0: Ah. Uh. It's amazing what people have found in the last 15 years. We've really learnt more about, much, much more about dinosaurs since Jurassic Park came out in 1993. Before we ever knew, before then. So um, yeah, it's amazing the discoveries we've made. But um, I mean, that that process of discovery is um, is fascinating in itself as well. So that you know, there's a lot of satisfaction to be derived from learning this information from these tiny, scant clues.
1: John, how did you come to write this book? Are you a paleontologist?
0: No, I, uh, I studied biology at uni and I, d- I did a master's course at the Natural History Museum in London so I've always been very interested in uh, paleontology and evolution but um, I've, I've spent the last 14 years being a science journalist and editor but I've always written about dinosaurs whenever, whenever I've had the opportunity and really it was just seeing all of these incredible discoveries that have been made since 1996 when the first feathered dinosaur was found that just made me think there's an avalanche of evidence here showing the link between dinosaurs and birds and and yet the uh, public still doesn't seem to know very much about that link and very much about the fact that dinosaurs are birds so I I really um, just wanted to gather that information together and get, get the message out to people.
1: And thank you so much for doing it it's a wonderful book thanks for your time John. Thank you.